1: of the lakers fast break podcast it's gerald Glosser, coming right back at you here from lakers fast break pop culture cosmos inside sports fantasy football and game source we truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our shows and if you can please give us a five star review wherever you get your podcasts plus if you can like share subscribe or do anything that you can to support us right here at the lakers fast break Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, Game Source, The Great Guys at LakersBall.com, The Great Guys at LakerHolics.com. And I also want, before we go ahead and give a shout-out to our friends at the Hoop Podcast Network, I do want to mention I am so appreciative of all the new subscribers on YouTube that we've gotten in the past week. So many props to you all, and thank you so much for watching. And, of course, the great folks at the Hoop Podcast Network. And if you can support all that, it is sincerely – Appreciate it. Well, we got the news actually yesterday that LeBron and AD were not going to be able to make the game today, but there is some hope on the horizon for the Lakers that they may still yet get into the playoffs because Friday night this might be a good night for the Lakers because LeBron and AD might actually play in tomorrow night's game. So I'm looking forward to the fact that they may actually. Go and be part of the game once again, but for today, you know the Lakers without LeBron, without AD, it's unfortunately no chance. As I will give them credit for trying to stay in the game, but they could never really overcome and oh, just get over the hump. And unfortunately, they were down all the way, pretty much the entire game to the Utah Jazz, and they end up losing one twenty-two to one hundred nine. Russell Westbrook twenty-four points. And we will discuss Russell Westbrook here in a minute. Dwight Howard, 21 points, 12 rebounds. Another callback to his days of yore. Only 14 points from Malik Monk. Carmelo Anthony at 12. THT at 11. But really the standouts were Westbrook and Howard. But unfortunately at only 28% shooting from the three-point area, it just really wasn't enough. As the Lakers again fall 122-109. to 109. And here today are some great guys indeed that are always here and part of the Lakers fast break here. The first up first man here, good man. Indeed. Got to go and check out what he's doing at Lakersball.com. He is ox 1947 right there for you chatting away. And I don't think that he was too mad because this was not unexpected as far as the result is concerned when you don't have LeBron or AD, but to really not get a chance to overcome a struggling Utah Jazz team was kind of disappointing, but it is Joe Sorrow. Joe, great to have you here, my friend. Again, you can't be too surprised at the outcome, but I'm certainly hoping that tomorrow night against the New Orleans Pelicans at home at the Crypto.com Arena we will get LeBron and AD back, and the results will be a lot different.
2: Well, uh, eh.
1: I'm hoping. I didn't say I was guaranteeing anything.
2: I'm sure the defense is going to be much better. AD, even though he comes off injury, tends to still play kind of balls out. So I'm expecting him to have to do that tomorrow and LeBron will be back doing what LeBron does. I was watching tonight's game with some hope just because we've sort of had Utah's number. We're a win away from sweeping them this year, which was kind of a surprise. But typically, see, the Utah road game was always a loss, even in the heyday of the Lakers. So the fact that we were coming in with one leg instead of four and the fact that they kind of were battling in there, but like they always do, they they tend to creep in one, two-point deficit, then all of a sudden – yeah, the other team comes in and basically gets 7 points in like 23 seconds. It's just frustrating. <laughs> Can you at least, you know. But that's the that's that's the NBA. That's the part of the NBA that's hard to to still register a little bit. We're 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 just it's just a different game. We are talking about all these numbers and you know, this person had 12, this person had 18, this you know, Malik Monk had what what do you have? 28 in the last game in in Dallas. And, you would, and he had six threes. It, it's become, stats have become empty all, all the way around, like a 300-yard uh, passer in the NFL. So what 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 is the evaluation during a game? The evaluation is who's going to score the most points. It looks maybe a little bit like how it was in the 80s. I, I remember a lot of 120 118 games in the 80s I don't know Tom am I right on that I mean Mm -hmm. I was still kind of young but a lot
0: of of 130 to 120 right right so So, so, that's
2: that's that's the one thing with the NBA that's different than everyone else and it's funny when people talk about well this era and these rules and all that yeah I get that they played a little bit harder back then but then I started you know and again I guys you have to have a certain body to play the NBA it's it's just the way it is, and it really hasn't really changed. I know the speed's gotten better. I know LeBron, somebody like LeBron, has skewed that a little bit. But you know, there was a lot of people out there that said Len Bias was kind of like the LeBron of his time. Unfortunately, we didn't get a chance to see him play due to his untimely death. But all in all, I think the eras can definitely work, except maybe if you start getting into the fifties and forties. But we're we're looking at a a, a, a Somewhat of a renaissance and new wave type game, and in 2020, the reason why it worked is I thought we had had a team that stopped that Golden State Warrior type seven seconds or less thing, and then all of a sudden it, it stopped. You still, you know, you kind of we kind of lost the right players to, to 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 continue that, or we didn't have enough depth or time to do it. And this is a, a, a prototypical game that explains that. The Utah game tonight was Utah's known for their offense. They have their anchor go Gobert. And if they start making threes, I think they hit nine threes in the first half. It, you're, you're just not going to, and, and you're in Utah. You, you're just not going to win that game. And a lot of times you're not going to win that game, even if you're full strength. Tomorrow is, I would say, <laughs> tomorrow is a... Do or die game, <laughs> the latest, the latest do or die. I would, I would say, it's pretty accurate that tomorrow's game will probably be the do or die game. If they win tomorrow, heavy odds.
0: It'll also be the low point of the season. Yeah,
2: it, it, it'll likely carry them the last five because now they're like, okay, we're we're, we're battling San Antonio and and New Orleans and we got a, a game up or you know, whatever, and then at that point we can we can see if they have enough muster to to get to, to the 10th spot or the ninth and play each other. I don't know who I, – I would love to take Pop out. If Pop can get the 10, we get the nine. I'd love to take Pop out because I think this is his last year. So What do
0: you think the odds are that we're going to make the play-in tournament now that we have – Concrete evidence that even though both are coming off of injuries, they're scheduled to play on Friday, which would mean they would get the last six games together. And some of those games, the other team may not care about playing, you know, against the Lakers. They may be resting people.
1: Well, there's a couple though. They're like when we play Denver and there's other, you know right. a couple other games that there still will be a, a you know, there'll teams still be spotting. something
2: at stakes. Yeah. So let's what, let's, it, let's talk about different. that. Let, let's, well, let's,
1: well let's, let's put it in perspective for everybody. The Lakers with the loss tonight. They 11. fall back down in a tie. <laughs> well, hold they, they fall back down in a tie for San Antonio, but in the tiebreaker, they fall down to 11th place. They are 31 and 45. Just want to let everybody know where they're at. They do play tomorrow night against New Orleans. Most likely, they will not catch New Orleans. I think the percentages last night when I was hearing it, even before the Utah game, was like, under 10% that they will catch and pass New Orleans. Because remember, even having the tie that New Orleans has that tiebreaker as well. So basically, what we got to try to do at this point is try to get enough wins under the belt to get past San Antonio. San Antonio has two easy games with Portland mixed in its final games, which is kind of concerning to me. So we'll have to see how it goes from there. But Laker Tom is here from <laughs> Lakerholics.com. Please be part of the conversation today from Lakerholics.com. I understand you're, you've got a smile on your face, and really you can't be too upset because we already knew the outcome going in of what it would be, even with a struggling Utah Jazz team. We knew going there is always a hard deal for us. It's just that, they, they like you said, and like Joe said, tomorrow night is a critical game for the Lakers if they have any hope of retaining their season after the season ends.
0: Well, you know, I thought we played well tonight. I give the guys credit for not quitting. You know, the the problem is we're just not talented as the other teams are, and we're not as big. Well, let me ask you
1: this. Russell Westbrook, the past week to 10 days has been more or closer, I should say, to the Russell Westbrook Mm -hmm. everybody was hoping for this entire time. No, we don't want to keep him. Yeah I'm, not, yeah, I'm just telling you, I want to hear your thoughts on this as far as Russell Westbrook is concerned. I want to hear your thoughts from both you and Joe on this before we head to the awards categories that we were going to go ahead and hit up today.
0: Tom, go ahead. Well, even even before I give you my thoughts on that, let, let me just finish the one thing that I thought that was interesting. Is The, the Nets have gotten back. The Nets and the Lakers are both like in the situations of going to be the teams that nobody in the East or West wants to play in the playoffs or in the play-in tournament. And we're talking about, on the case of the Nets, two superstars who've, who've been had their share of injuries and so forth, and they're both coming back. And they're both looking like they're playing pretty close to the top of their game. So what are we going to get with these six games with LeBron and AD? I mean, there is there is a possible certain number of percentage points that lebron and ad could come back and 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 really be healthy and really trigger one of the greatest runs that we've ever had and we've ever seen in nba history coming from you know from 11th place with six games to go they carried us to a championship there couldn't be anything more tremendous than that as far as something to go but it's obviously you know a single digit percentage low one that you're going to get that but at the other end probably just even as Big a chance, one of them is going to break down, man. One of them is not going to be able to recover from, you know, and we're going to end with a, not with a bang, but with a whimper, like we did last year, where one of the superstars goes out and the other can't carry us past the team that's, in that case, a team that was destined to go to the fi- to the conference finals, at least. We'll find out the answer tomorrow, because nobody knows. Will The first question is, will they both be cleared to play? Then the second question is, when they play, what kind of what kind of what kind of effort and performance can we expect from them? I think we've all agreed now that it's it's not a question of our role players. We would need to have a Hall of Fame performance from our two superstars in order to do anything in these playoffs. And anything short of that will leave us somewhat short of winning a championship.
1: Well, uh, that's going to be something I, I agree with you that. There's still a lot to work on, and, and the hope is fading fast. But, Joe, I want to hear your thoughts. I'll get back Laker Tom on, on Russell Westbrook. But before we hit the awards, before we head on out, I want to go ahead and ask you on Russell Westbrook. Again, I'm not saying he's a Russell Westbrook we should have had all along, but in the past 7 to 10 days, there is a marketed improvement in the play of Russell Westbrook. I'm not saying keeping him, because you know me, I never wanted him on the team in the first place. I'm just hearing your thoughts I want to hear your thoughts on his play the reasoning for it I see nothing as far as a dynamic as far as the the offense changing or anything that's really out of the ordinary that has really you know that could be the root of the reason why that is I'm just wondering your thoughts on maybe why all of a sudden he started to play consistently okay and pretty good
2: I think we're looking at it from only an offensive standpoint, and a mistake. Oh, he's still
1: horrible defensively. Yeah, and that's that's actually the problem.
2: Actually, that's the problem. The empty stats in the NBA are what they are, and they're empty. It, it doesn't. It, I, I keep hearing this. Oh, he got twenty ten and eight. It doesn't matter anymore, guys. Doesn't matter. Twenty ten and eight doesn't mean anything like anymore. It's it's about the efficiency, and it's about how are you going to limit. The other team from consistently scoring and 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 having them not run on you basically for five six minutes straight, the Lakers are are not able to do even a one minute stop. It seems like I just do not see it, and a lot of the reasons why is because Russell Westbrook does not know how to play good team defense, good individual defense makes way too many mistakes. He plays streetball. He's been playing street ball this whole season. Even when he goes to the, hoop, to, the, to the hoop. And like today, several times today, he was trying to get the ball to Dwight. I don't know what he was doing, passing the ball this way, that way. A lot of a lot of backward passes in general for the team. It, it's it's just it's not a there's really no, and again, I, I I know a LeBron run team is a LeBron offense. It's just like Peyton Manning. It's just it that's just what it is. And it wins, and it it's it's effective, but the problem is when you take LeBron out, then everyone's dead in the water. You, you it's it, it doesn't work, and that's the that's why systems. You know when let's say Manu was out or Tim Duncan was out during their heyday, pops the system work, or when you know Jordan left. I remember ninety four the, the, the Bulls had a pretty good season in 94, almost went to the Eastern Conference Finals. There's no system here. and It's a star system. It's a star system. And Russell Westbrook is the greatest empty stat star that's ever played in the NBA. The next guy is James Harden. And I I really like what Doc Rivers said today, by the way. We can go into that if we want to, G. But again, we're in a phase now in the NBA that we're just gonna have to really absorb. We're, we're blaming Rob and we're blaming Jeannie, we're blaming the Lakers, and we're blaming health, we're blaming uh, God, everybody. There's a transition happening here, and we're gonna have to, they're gonna have to figure out what the next thing is going to be to hone in on what the current culture is. The coach, the players, you know, the coach thing, I've been harping on Lakers ball more about who are they gonna bring in. Who are they going to bring in to make this work on top of the fact that they got to get talent to get maybe one last title shot here with LeBron and AD? It's a lot of stuff here, guys. It's a lot of stuff. And it all got dropped in. Everything got dumped all at once. It was bad decisions, bad luck, bad, freakish Kendrick Nunn hitting his foot on a table. And all of a sudden, the whole world collapsed. It's like, what? You know, there's nothing, nothing else to say. This season was jinxed, it was hexed, accepted. If they win tomorrow, there's a little bit of some breathing room for them to maybe do something, but the reality is they're going to be playing Denver twice, Phoenix once, okay, Oklahoma City, and who was the other one? I think that's it, right? Uh, What do we got here? Uh, We got the Pelicans tomorrow night. uh, No, I know that. We got New Orleans, Denver, Phoenix, Golden State, Oklahoma City, and Denver. Now, I know that a lot of these teams don't have anything to play for, but I just got a real weird feeling that Denver is going to play really hard those two games because they're going to want to pounce. I know Phoenix is going to pounce on us. We have a chance with Oklahoma City, and then I, we do have a chance with Golden State because we seem to play really well against them no matter what. So the- Golden
1: State has been flatlining almost as bad as the Lakers have. There's actually a case, an outside shot, that actually Golden State might fall as far as six. By the time the season ends, at their current rate of, of decline, so that's something that we have we have to keep in mind as well, especially with Curry out of the lineup. So that's something that they've really been struggling with as well. Curry out of the
2: lineup, Weissman out for the year, and Clay. You know, I. I he,
1: one day he's got it. One day he's not. The problem. Look,
2: I, I, There's no one that's hoping. I love him, and I love his dad, and I love everything about him. I, I know his. I, I, I I'm real good friends with this teacher from Rancho Santa Margarita. She loves clay and he always says great things about one of the co- the coolest guys you'll probably ever meet in your life. If you get a chance to meet him from what I've heard, but guys at 20 Keeley's at a 20 ACL, it's it's going to be very difficult for them to be what he, they need. He's to be. not
1: consistent as mm-hmm. he was. I mean, he scored 37 the other night and the next yeah. night struggled yeah. against Phoenix. He struggled. Yeah. you know, it's, it's a yeah. it's a back and forth type it's a play. lot, a lot like LeBron you
2: know he's yeah. in a situation like LeBron where LeBron exerts himself so heavily he has to rest because yeah. it's just what it is but the the thing is that the, the, the Lakers I'd say they're they're they they're, three and three the, the remaining six games. Three and three, can I they think get they in? To
1: go four and two.
2: Personally. I think they're going to have to go four and two. They're going to have to win one of those that, 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 one of those Denver games. If
0: they can't go four and two, with LeBron James and Anthony Davis both back, they don't deserve to get Agreed. into the play-in tournament. Agreed. And Agreed. to add my two cents on Russell Westbrook, even though I would not bring him back under any circumstances, I would much rather have John Wall, presuming that clutch says that everything's okay with him physically. But the thing about Russ is that there's really three there's really three wild cards that count for the Lakers. One obviously is how well does the two superstars play because if they can play like they played in the bubble it's going to be hard to beat the Lakers. The other the third and least important is probably the rest of the role players. I think they've shown what they can do and they're pretty good. They're probably not good enough that you can pull three of them out of there to start on a championship team. But they can do their job. And so it comes down to the third wildest factor, which is, and this is a good sign for the Lakers, which is Russell Westbrook. Because no matter how well LeBron and AD play, they need some sort of strong, solid contribution from Russ if they're going to do anything in the playoffs. And the signs are very positive that they figured out some things with Russ putting him in the post with LeBron. We really showed that we know how to win and how to get points and how to take care of some of that paint packing that teams do against us. Cause if a guy sags off Russ, Russ just gobbles up those, those feet and drives the guy down into the post. And all of a sudden they have to double it because he's going to be more of a power player than almost anybody who's going to be guarding him. So there's good signs that, that, you know, if, if the basketball gods would give us good health the rest of the way, I think we have a real chance to, to make some noise, to maybe end up with the worst that happened to us as we lost to a team that ended up winning the championship, but it has to start we might even win one. But that's a big ask to say that these two guys who've been injured so many times in the last two years are going to, are going to come back from injuries and play six games and be good enough to, you know, to carry the team forward man that's a lot to ask and that's the only thing that scares me i just hope that i'll be happy if they come and they come back and they play well and the team plays well and nobody gets hurt i just don't want to see lebron or ad end up with an injury that's that's going to affect their career and the lakers you know decisions going forward that would be the worst thing that could happen to us and we all remember what happened with kobe when you work him to death and and you just you just count on I mean, is the chance? There's a big question that that really deserves to be asked, which is the chance that we could end up injuring one of those two guys for this two or three percent chance that we could win a championship. Is that worth it?
1: Well, at this time, I, I don't think so. But you know, it doesn't, it doesn't, really, doesn't really
2: matter. I, again, yeah. I yeah, well, AD, AD's already shown that he had a pretty extensive off-season, and he still hasn't. His body may not ever get back. But he got one of, one of those
0: injuries, the same as LeBron's last year, that was a guy diving at your foot, you know. And what can you do about that situation, man? It's those are going to happen. You know, those aren't like the un, those aren't like the the non-contact injuries where guys, you know, tear their Achilles or something like that. I think another interesting thing is that you asked the question about who's going to coach. I've been a big advocate for the guy who was coaching against us tonight to be the next Lakers coach.
1: Yeah. You're a um, Snyder guy. It sounds like,
0: you know, well, here's the thing about Snyder. He, he, on surface, you immediately think of him as a clone of Frank Bogle's in a sense that it's defense and it's rim protection. You know, he's always back Rudy and, and played two bigs for a lot of the time, but also the thing you don't realize about him is there's nobody who's embraced a three point shot more than he has. And Utah it leads the league last year and they're second this year in the number of three-point attempts made and the number of three-point shots made. They're like fourth or fifth in percentage. So they're an elite three-point shooting team, And which is exactly the kind of offensive approach that you want to have from the head coach that on a team with LeBron James and Anthony Davis. That's why I think he'd be good. I mean... Danny Ainge's new ownership is taking over in Utah, and they may well not want to continue him as a coach. They may want to change with the new ownership. And uh, there's been a lot of talk about him taking over for Pops at at San Antonio. And then the Lakers obviously have some interest because he was a former Lakers coach. Worked Worked under Mike Brown in 2011 and 12. Well liked by the players, well respected, so you know and there's that thing that the thing that you see all the time i mean four or five years as coaches players start to tune out a coach well any quick
1: suggestions uh, on a coach but again we should go into much detail on this after the season ends yeah. and, and go into a lot further depth on that but before we hit the awards you have any last thoughts on the, today's game or the coach or what have you
2: as far as the future coach i have some ideas i'll I'll get into later yeah Frank Vogel, Frank
1: Vogel probably won't be part of that equation. Yeah. Frank
2: Vogel, they're not listening to him. And if if you're, if you're a somewhat young team, which we're not, you know, maybe he could have coast, (laughs) figured out a way to make them play some defense, but I, I don't, I don't think our guys are capable of doing a Frank Vogel defensive setup. And it 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 is it is what it is. We're going to have to accept the fact that I think Frank's got another few weeks here and I just hope they do an extensive search, an extensive search that they really do their homework, because I think that's just going to be as important as getting rid of the Russell Westbrook contract. I'm not joking when I say that it's going to be just as important to find the next coach than it is to get rid of Russell Westbrook. And I say that because what if we end up finding out that the coach that we get next might be able to maybe fix or work something out in case we have to stick with them? Because if we, I know if I'm a GM in, in the NBA, I know I'm going to try to fleece the Lakers. I know I'm going to try to fleece them. And if they get to a point where they're like, we can't trade them. We can't risk destroying this team after the 2023 season you, you got to at least get a coach that could make it try to work it next year. Then if he's going to be on this team, there's a lot of things that they got to figure out a lot of things. And those are the two things you got to look at. This is Raphael from NBA draft Junkies.com, And you are listening to the Lakers fast break.
1: Check out what's been going on with the pop culture Cosmo show and the PCC multiverse. I see the potential for basically like another Netflix kind of paradigm shift where here comes this other major player. They have a ton of resources. Apple could change the way that entertainment is consumed. They say it's the only time this year that you'll have stars from each brand battling each other, and we know it's not going to be the case, but they like to say that and more power to them, I guess. Well, it's a big first step, bringing all those superheroes together. There were definitely some parts of the movie that I that I really enjoyed, and then there were some parts that i thought just kind of fell short of expectation
0: part of it has to be something to do with how it's being promoted and this is a thing where audiences do not agree with critics that's the pop culture cosmos show
1: and the pcc multiverse every week on apple podcasts and over a dozen of your favorite streaming and podcasting options but once again the lakers do fall in utah without lebron and ad 122 to 109 before in and out guys Once again, we're talking about something a little extra before we head on out. And today we're going to talk about not one, but two of the regular season awards that are about ready to be handed out. It's coming down to the wire in one and the other, well, it looks like it's already a done deal. So we'll start with the one that's coming down to the wire with three, not one, not two, but three great options. And that is NBA rookie of the year. Right now, Vegas has the odds spread out. Evan Mobley, Of the Cleveland Cavaliers, who is the front runner for most of the season, it's kind of faded a little bit. And in his fading, we've seen two, not one, but two players come up and rise to the ranks to be very competitive in this race. First is... We'll go with Toronto and we saw this firsthand and he had an amazing game until the very end when, when Russell Westbrook of all people snatched the ball away from him and he made a rookie mistake. It is Scotty Barnes, who I think is doing a tremendous job. I remember the famous quote that my good friend, Raphael Barlow made and sa- and he said, why would you get a number five pick on a glue guy? And he's actually been a lot more than a glue guy. He looks like he's going to have a very strong future. Great two way player. Very pleased with from everybody I hear in Toronto on how well he's he's doing. He's going to be right in the mix. And also as well, Cade Cunningham, the number one pick. He's been playing for Detroit. So I put that in perspective because how bad Detroit has been over the course of the year. But he is improving. He is actually right now leading in most of the categories as far as rookies are concerned. So, guys, I put it to you before I share my pick. I'll start with you, Laker Tom. Of those three individuals, because I don't think anyone else, Wagner, you know, that's in Orlando, there's Josh Giddy that's in Oklahoma City. They've all had good seasons, but I think it's down to one of those three young men. And you could be a winner either which way. Your thoughts on who you think should be the NBA rookie of the year before we head on out.
0: I think they I think this entire class has been really strong. I really mean, solid. You, Absolutely. You go down the line. I mean, that that Giddy kid is really good and and I always loved the guy that Sacramento got. I think he's probably one of the. He could be. Mitchell. Best, he could be the best one-on-one defender in the league.
1: Kaminga has been a surprising Golden State as oh, well.
0: I'd have to go with State Barnes in, in my hold opinion. Hold on, hold on Joe.
1: Hold on. I
0: I think Scotty Barnes has shown the most, and and if and frankly, if Mobley hadn't got injured, he'd probably walked in with it. Yeah. You know, he, he opened the, that injury opened the door for Cade to get in there and compete. And Cade's got good numbers, and it's just that
1: his team he's is not one of those good.
0: he's one of those guys that just collects stats just by playing the game. Yeah. You know, and, and you and you just you just you don't you don't really realize he's having a great game and at the end and and he's involved in a lot of plays and 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 he's really become a force. He's he like you said, he leads in so many categories and such, but he is he is playing with Detroit and Toronto's playing really well, and a big part of that yes. I think has been Barnes. You know, I think he's really ignited that team. He gave them a spark that they really needed. He's a real energy guy. And so he he gets my
2: vote.
1: Joe, who do you have as the rookie of the year? And then we're going to hit up on the sixth man of the year before we head on. Well, it's
2: it's interesting that Mobley, Cunningham, Devon Mitchell, you're hearing a lot of elite defending players. Yep, I thought... I thought I think that's kind of interesting how this class was somewhat mm, they didn't really know
0: no superstars
2: there, there was no, no yeah, superstars was no superstar at the top. but what's what's been intriguing a lot of rotational players right part. but what's been intriguing is is this just an anomaly or did the NBA franchises really like where what happened why all of a sudden We've got the top rookies here that are that are just becoming defensive stalwarts, even in their rookie years. Because if this is the case, you know this is what's going to be the Are well,
0: defenders born or made? That's the big question. Th- there's an attitude
2: when it comes to playing defense that I believe is is you're born you're born to stop you're born to protect, right? I truly believe that. I truly believe that there yeah. that it is in you, and then you enhance it by maybe a certain coach kind of brought it out of you maybe a, a particular system did it that made you feel more confident and now you've got pride in it or, not- or you
0: started off you started off as a defense first player until you skill levels on the other side caught yeah. up to it well, it makes sense. But you almost have to start off that way in order to be a great defender, don't you?
2: It, it also makes sense that the fact that this class wasn't known as a, there weren't any 100 percenters. Right. What happens when you're a rotation player or a player that hasn't, I guess, been pumped up to be the next Zion or, you know. Uh, There's no LeBron, separation right?
0: between the, the, the guys at the, the first yeah. five, you could go, you could not go wrong with any of the first five guys.
2: Yes. I, I, I think Mobley's going to win it. Right. Uh, I think the fact that Cleveland is winning the way they are and no one kind of expected that. And, you know, I know Cleveland has some talent on there with, with, with even loves kind of research. you see a Luka or Holland. a Jaw
0: coming out of this group? You know, a guy who really separates himself and can be a top 10 player. Not, not, not,
2: not on offense. No, not a Luka yeah. or a Jaw, No.
0: But some, well, valuable, some valuable guys for rotations on I,
2: championship Kate, I think Cade is starting to, I mean, I think he's averaging, what, he averaged 24 points, seven rebounds, seven assists in this last week. A couple so of that, steals, a yeah, couple he's, of steals, a block a game. He's starting to look a little like, and again, I'm not saying he's going to be him, but he's kind of got that. Scottie pippen type thing going on especially for him doing what he did in detroit doing this in detroit which is a has become kind of siberia the last decade hmm. there i'm gonna be looking at these guys for the next couple of years two three years and you're gonna you're gonna finally see some real battles where i like perimeter guys winning the defensive Player of the year and i like i don't like the fact that it's a very lazy voted award the defensive player, either. they just give it to Gobert. They just All give it to the, the big guys. so
0: lazily voted. For but that one, that, that one is the worst.
2: That one is the worst. They always yeah. seem to want to just – they don't even think about it. It's like if a big guy gets, you know, 12 rebounds, three blocks, it's like right away, you know, Dwight gets it or Gobert gets mm-hmm. it. I'd like to see more perimeter guys because I believe that's a much Marcus, harder... Smart.
0: Marcus Smart deserves a look, man. He is yes. been just terrific Yes. This year.
2: Anytime you can –
0: I've, I've coveted him for the Lakers since, uh, since he first got into the league.
2: We were one pick away from that. Celtics yeah. got us on that
0: one. He was available last, last summer. It'll be interesting to see what happens with the Celtics. I, I, don't, like, I don't like what I'm seeing from them actually playing. So, you know, <laughs> Anybody know what happened for the Lakers? So,
1: Joe, did you actually give out who you want for the Rookie of the Year? Well, you've been to, done oh. all the stalling around. Come on, spit it out, man. Your pick for Rookie of the Year. Evan Mobley. There you go. I will take scotty barnes i think in the past week scotty barnes had because of the health factor i think he has nudged ahead of evan mobley but they're all great choices i also think you need reward winning and that's why i would not pick Cade cunningham over either of those individuals because of the fact that they've been such a part of the But winning. this is an individual
2: empty stats, empty stats joe it's true, yes. but this is an individual yeah. award. This is, you know, you, rookies yeah, don't know. make They're
0: it. All, they, they say that about MVP, too. It's an individual well, let me award, give you a, let You got to be you, a winner in order to get it.
1: Well, let me give you a final individual award that we'll talk about before we head on out, and that is Six Man of the Year. And if anybody says anything other than Tyler Hero, I just think I don't know what you've been watching because it certainly has been the NBA I mean, you could say, what, Kevin Love. You could say Kelly Oubre Jr. You could say Jordan Clarkson again, who's won it before. Really, you're not going to be able to go far because Tyler Hero on a team Look, that is – I'll go where I likely... want to go, G. What?
2: I'll go where I want to go, okay?
1: Okay, you go where you well, want to well, go. Well, i of
2: right? candidates this year. Who's your, you who know? are you
1: picking for six Of course it's nine? Tyler
2: Hero. Of course it's Tyler Hero. He's averaging 20 points a game off the yeah. bench. His team is number one on – the well, not right now, but they were – Uh, yeah, this
0: team is overrated.
1: Okay, then who would you pick for six man of the year?
0: Tyler Hero,
2: okay, let me me, get back to to what I was saying. Let me get back to what I was saying, and
1: then so we could close it on out. Okay,
2: most valuable player, it says most valuable player, and then it says rookie of the year, six man of the year, defensive player of the year. To me, this is my interpretation if you're gonna live by what the word says, you're saying most valuable player, not player of the year, correct. Guys, nice. Am I right on that? Okay. MVP means most valuable player. And usually they give that to someone who's got a top three, four in the, in the conference and has got an amazing year, right? Boom. The rookie of the year, the six man of the year, most improved player of the year. These are, I don't think these should have any team th- situations involved. It's a player performance award. So from a player performance award, I want the best player, at that particular award,
0: the problem so, is that there are no specific rules designating what you should vote on, and and the criteria that every one of the voters uses is totally different. And that's that's either the beauty of the award or the I'm going by what it says. of the award. I'm going yes. by
2: what it says. It says rookie of the year. It doesn't say the most valuable rookie. It says Rookie of the Year, and then MVP is the only one.
0: But how much that rookie contributed to winning games is a valid thing to judge by all as right, the Rookie right. of but the Year. But are all
1: great choices. those are all great choices. And if you have any choices out there, folks, please go ahead, lakerholics.com, at Lakers Fast Break, Lakers Fast Break at Yahoo.com, or stop by the Game Time Chat each and every game at Lakers. And be depressed. But I will say again, the Lakers do fall in they Utah, 122 to, Season starts. Yes. Well 122 to 109. The season will be starting tomorrow against New Orleans. First game We're of heading to the, the Crypto.com the arena. There you go. It's a Friday game too. Joe's yes. all pumped up. LeBron and AD are hopefully gonna be back. Thank you so much for the thumbs up, JC Connor. We will be back tomorrow night, Friday night, after the game, hopefully talking about a Lakers win and the Lakers moving back up in the Western Conference standings. So we'll hopefully be able to talk about that. But please be a part of our conversations tomorrow night. And thank you so much for watching and listening. And we'll see you tomorrow night right here at the Lakers
2: Fast Break Podcast.